0: Hello, hello, hello! Thank you for joining me for another Sunday Afternoons with Reverend Lucretia. I'm so glad you're here. And so the name of today's talk is Could You Let Your Story Go? And the song is Let Go, Let Come by Michael Gott. If you would like to listen to the song before you hear the talk, just go ahead and click on the link. It will be in the description down below. So just as a reminder, this Sunday we will be celebrating one year of Sunday Afternoons with Reverend Lucretia being live online and also recorded on YouTube. So there will be a big celebration time this Sunday coming up the 13th. So please look forward to that. So we're going to be talking about the fact we are all magnificent, 100% whole and complete. We are created in the image of God, but we sometimes let old stories that we've created rule our lives, and they become so entrenched in our brains that we start to believe that those stories that we've created are who we really are. So we will ask the question, what is the story you are telling yourself, and can you let it go? How is that story getting in the way of you being 100% whole and complete? We will have two stories about letting go of the myth that we created and how to create a new story about ourselves. We'll be talking about scripture. We'll be talking about new thought. We'll be talking about releasing, denying, and renouncing. We're going to talk an awful lot about the Sedona method. So the Sedona method talks about who we really are, what they call the infinite isness, and how the emotions that come to us because of the myths that we've created are able to be released. And so we're going to have some very concrete, simple ways to release the emotions and clear out the misperceptions of who we really are so the first story we're going to talk about is called change your perspective and change your story and it's written by toya webb and so she reminds us that it's never too late to change your story it all begins with the way that you see yourself what is the story that you keep telling yourself about yourself we need to silence all the negative voices and focus on the battles you've won and the lessons you've learned and the strength that you've gained so she was born on the south side of Chicago. There were drugs and gangs and violence uh, quite a bit where she lived. Her parents separated when she was eight years old. And so nine years later, when she was 17, she gave birth to her first son. And she had a defining moment. She realized that the story needed to change. She needed to envision a new reality for herself and her son. And that we have the power to change our story. The revelation came to her, I could face each adversity with an attitude of defeat. Or I could face the woman in the mirror and I can reflect on the journey and I can declare that the story is not over yet. So instead of focusing on the pain and the hurt, focus on the lessons and how it made you stronger. So a good place to start is to no longer allow our circumstances to define us. Some things are beyond control, some things we cannot change, and some things that we don't deserve, but we can learn how to let go of all of that. So after she had her son, she got a job at Dunkin' Donuts. Her son was four months old. Her husband was taking care of the baby and she had the 4 a.m. shift. They didn't have a car, so she had to walk there. And she said every single day after she finished her shift, she would walk by, she would pass this man that she called a gentleman who slept on the steps of this magnificent church. She refused to judge him or ever call him homeless. She always left him money or food, uh, breakfast sandwiches to eat. She said she never looked him in the eyes. He never looked her in the eyes. They never actually made contact with each other, but she would do this day after day after day, and she considered him a survivor and a fighter, and she would never judge him. She says there is freedom in telling your story. There is power in words, and you know, we talk all the time about how much power there is in words, and she came up with this slogan, shame off you. So instead of shame on you, shame off you. Get rid of all of that negative emotion. The painful experiences shaped your perspectives. What is the story you keep telling? Know you are always listening. Whether it is destructive or whether it is positive, know that you are always listening. Listen to that still small voice that says that you are the hope, that you have the ability to change your story and pass that story on to other people and give them hope. So she gives us three ways to change the story. The first is acknowledge. And she says, this is the hardest part. This is where you spend most of your time. Acknowledge what happened and accept what you can't change. Look into what she calls the mirror of your soul, the good, the bad, the ugly, and accept whatever it is, all of it. The second part, she says, is abandonment. Say goodbye to the past and the way you saw yourself in the story. Go from victim to victor. No blame, no shame, no more finger pointing, not at you and not at them. Abandon any negative self-talk and embrace self-love. Number three is action, so get help surrender to God, become an advocate. If you need to go into therapy, do that. If you need to join support groups, do that. If you need to go online and get some help, do that. Whatever you need to do, take an action so that you can get out of where you are mentally and change your circumstances, change your story, share your story. She says it's very important whether you do that in person or whether you start a blog and you can write about it or whether you write a book, share your story. This is where you will find your purpose. Through your purpose, you will empower Power and inspire others so that they can eventually share their story. I just thought that was so wonderful. So we're going to go through the next article, which is called change your story, change your life. And it is by Jenna Eric. And so, she is a coach and a speaker and a teacher and a writer. And she said that a couple of months ago, before she wrote this, she wrote a letter to her father. She was part of a relationship retreat. She was trying to do some healing work. She didn't take it very seriously. She didn't think that she had much to say to him. She'd never really met her father. Her father left when she was a little bit of baby. She hadn't seen her father since she was a baby. She but once she realized she once she started writing, she couldn't stop writing. The pages just came pouring out of her. She shared. How how she felt and who she had become. She asked herself, can you miss someone you never knew? I didn't want to think that his absence had any effect on me, but she found out that it really did. Every experience and comment gets categorized. It gets cultivated into stories about who we think we are. I used his absence to author the stories I told myself about myself, she says. The stories that you've been telling yourself all your life, you carry those stories into adulthood. You're only as worthy as you are successful, one of the stories, get good grades, make a lot of money, have a perfect marriage, make it all look like it's very easy. These are all stories that she told herself. If men are attracted to you physically and mentally, and mentally and hopefully both then and only then are you interesting and valuable as a woman if they really knew you they'd leave you try to be perfect and make sure nobody finds out that you're not perfect you can see more clearly as she was trying to fill the holes that her father left with these stories that explained why he was gone i told myself i was hard to love wouldn't he have stayed if it were easy So I saw the stories I'd been telling myself and realized the patterns they had created. They had created lack of honesty and authenticity, honesty in her relationships and in her work, and a consistent hum of anxiety over all of her past mistakes. There was a subtle self-sabotage of any relationship that claimed to offer me love without conditions. But... And here's the big part, I could control the narrative. I had the power and the capacity to tell myself new stories. I could rewrite all of my stories. So she learned that what she was doing was called cognitive framing. That's where you create a story in your mind and you can reference it in the future. It affects all of the choices, values, and behaviors, and every new experience that comes after it. Our stories shape our lives, but we can change the story you tell about yourself and about who you are, who you will be, and how your life will unfold. Telling new stories like, it's safe to be myself. I am allowed to make mistakes. I am worthy of love exactly as I am. You know how to change your story. It allows you to take risks and be authentic and empower yourself to share the story of who you really are. So we're gonna move over to scripture because scripture has quite a lot to say about letting go and releasing and not looking back. The first one is Isaiah 48, 18. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing now. It springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Luke 9 62, Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand onto the plough and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Romans thirteen twelve. The night is gone, the day is at hand, so then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Genesis nineteen twenty six. But Lot's wife behind him looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. I'm sure you've all heard that one. And salt is something that you do to Stabilize something. Psalm fifty-one, ten: Creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Philippians three, thirteen: No, dear brothers, I am still not all I should be, but I'm bringing all my energies to bear on this one thing: forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. That's from the Living Bible version. So uh the metaphysical let's talk about the metaphysical approach to releasing and letting go so metaphysical releasing is a spiritual form of denial a term coined more than a century ago it means to release or renounce it is the disidentifying with and eliminating thoughts and beliefs that we have come to regard as false limiting or negative true denial releases the energy expended in holding non-productive ideas so charles fillmore says it is just as necessary that one should learn to let go of thoughts conditions and substances in the consciousness body and affairs when they have served their purpose and one no longer needs them as it is that one should lay hold of new ideas and new substances to meet one's daily requirements So the channels of the mind power must be kept open for the digestion of greater ideas through the release of old, outworn, negative thoughts and feelings. This is all Charles Fillmore. Renunciation must work in conjunction with all of the faculties as we replace old, wrong habits of thinking and feeling with new concepts and understanding that will be the basis for spiritual growth and development. So we're gonna move on to the Sedona Method. I, I found it this week, I had read about it before, but this week I did an awful lot of studying and I was just overwhelmed with how powerful and how simple it is. So the work we're gonna be talking about is Hale Dwaskin. He founded the Sedona Training Associates, but he learned and he got all of his information from the person who founded the Sedona Method, who was Lester Levinson. So Hale wrote a book called Happiness is Free, the Sedona Method. Um, one of the reasons why I like Hale so much So Lester Levinson is no longer alive, but Hale um, took over his teachings. He studied with him for decades, he followed him around and participated in all of his training seminars, and then when Levinson died, he gave him, Hale, the ability to carry on the legacy by doing this training associates that he had set up. So Lester Levinson, in 1952, was sent home to die. He had just had his second coronary, and he asked himself, he, he knew that he couldn't stop it, but he wanted to just come to some peace with himself before he died. And so he started asking himself questions like, who am I? What is this world? What's my relation to it? And he only had a few weeks to live, so he was trying to figure this all out. So he had studied psychology, physics, engineering, medicine. He had actually been under the care of an associate of Freud's. He had studied everything except spirituality and metaphysics because he believed if you couldn't prove it, it wasn't true. So he didn't bother with any of those. He started reading everything he could to get some clarity on why he was meant to be here on this earth, and he understood that the answers were not in the books. He had to look in himself for the answers and what he came up with was an understanding that we all have inside a natural ability to let go of any uncomfortable or unwanted feelings to let go of any sense of inner limitation even the stuff that you have had the best stories that you have made up about great stories that you've made up about why you have to suffer, why things don't work out for you, why you don't have whatever it is that you've been looking for. You've been telling yourself over and over and over to anybody who would listen, these great stories. Lester discovered that all of that can be let go of and he started letting go of it and he started feeling better. So he kept asking himself, can I release more? Could I get better? At the end of three months, He came to a place where he was feeling 100% better, 100% whole and complete. Now, remember that he hadn't just had a heart attack. He also had ulcers, migraines, diverticulitis, and enlarged liver, kidney stones. He had suffered from depression, and he had problems with his spleen that had ruptured. At the end of the three months, he came to a place of what he called profound peacefulness. He lived in that state for another 42 years years. Remember, this is someone that had been sent home being told that he had only two weeks to live. During the 42 years, he lived in a state of unbroken awareness, fully at peace and at rest, completely unassuming. So um, Hale met him at a lunch. So there was a seminar that was given with a whole bunch of New Thought leaders, and Hale met him, and Hale thought that this was somebody that was Powerful and that he could learn from and that he needed to just spend more time with him But Lester was very uninsuming. He did not want to be thought of as a guru He didn't want people following around after him and it was only after people kept asking him questions and people kept asking him What his teachings were all about that he realized that he actually had to become a teacher and move this forward so um, When Hale met him at this lunch He said I got this intuitive sense that this is why I came to the earth to get this work out to the world And he said, we are all unlimited beings, limited only by the concepts of limitation that we hold in our minds. These concepts of limitation manifest as our thoughts and as our feelings. Can we use the conscious manifestation of this limitation to learn how to simply let go? So in doing that, you don't need to try to put in the positive because you are already unlimited because it is your natural state. You don't have to face it to force it, it's that easy. You have a natural ability to let go. So if you look at young children, if they fall down and there's nobody in the room, they just get up and walk away. But if you, they fall down and there's adults around, they'll look around the adults to see if anybody's feeling sorry for them, if anybody's worried, and they'll start crying and they'll run over to get hugs and kisses. But they have the natural ability, if there's nobody there, to just let go and just stand up and walk away. So we come into the world with a natural ability to let go. We get trained out of it by adults. When you rediscover this ability, you cannot lose it again so that there's a process to learn and discover, and it becomes as natural as what we usually do with uncomfortable feelings now, which is to suppress them or express them inappropriately. We are always unconsciously pushing our feelings down. We distract ourselves with anything that will take our attention off of the emotion that is painful for us. So he talks about this pen exercise. So he's holding a pen in his hand and he says this pen represents the unwanted, the emotions, apathy, fear, grief, anger, stress, tension, and the hand represents the gut or the awareness. So if you grip it really tightly, it'll be really uncomfortable and then it will become really familiar. If you ungrip it, you'll see that the pen can roll around in your hand. And he asks, is it attached to your hand? And the answer is, of course not. The pen is not attached to the hand. He said, it's like that with our emotions. We hold onto them so tightly. We identify ourselves with our emotions. I am sad, I am angry, I am the emotion, and we believe it. And we talk all the time about being really careful about what you say after I am, because that is the identification that you are placing on yourself. So every emotion you have, despite the story you made, is not actually attached to you and you can let it go. So he says, it's just like if you take the pen, you put it in your hand, you hold it lightly, you turn your hand over and let go and the pen just drops. Let it go. That's how easy it is to let go of any unwanted feelings. So the Sedona method is all about recognizing what emotions you're having and different tools that he gives us for how to release and let go of those emotions. Deciding to let go is one way and the next is welcoming or allowing. Simply allow yourself to experience whatever you're experiencing in that moment. It doesn't stick. The emotion will just dissolve if you magnify anything large enough so if you look at anything under a microscope the particles will get farther and farther apart and you will see that there are just space between them if you dive into the core of any emotion he says it's just like what shakespeare says much ado about nothing So the next way that you can go is called holistic releasing. We perceive everything because of its opposite. Inside, outside, negative space around the object is what makes us able to actually see the object. That's what makes them visible. All of the emotions comes in pairs. We resist what we don't like. When you bring any two sides of polarity together, they dissolve each other. That's a law of physics. So the more you are open to the possibility of letting go, the more you experience it. So he gives us some questions that we can ask ourselves so that we can go through this releasing process. And again, I have to tell you, I was absolutely astounded by how it works. So this is a process that you go through all the time. It's not like you do it once and it's done. It's like whenever you have an emotion, you go through this process. You can choose to let go. And the first question you ask yourself is, could you let it go? Just look at the emotion, just say, am I capable of letting it go? The next question is, would you? In other words, are you willing to let it go? And then the next question is, when? And that's just asking you to look at, can you let it go now? Like, can you make a decision you just want to let it go now? So would I rather hold on to this emotion and the pain or the suffering, or would I rather be free of it? Just in knowing and deciding you rather be free starts the process of letting go of it and the when is just an invitation to decide to do it right now be open to the possibility right here and right now you can be free of whatever it is you're holding on to do your best to work from your heart rather than your head and avoid debate as much as you possibly can welcome how you feel he talks an awful lot about welcoming how you feel just let it be here as best as you can could you would you let it go and when If the mind is struggling, just welcome how you feel and let it be here just for now. So they talk a lot about living in the present. You don't have to do it forever. Just for now, just for here, just for here right now in this moment, could you let it go? It's about being present. The feelings are not you, who you are, is not the feelings. And that's when he talks about the infinite isness. So, in Lester's own words, we discover all these hard, terrible, negative feelings are only a feeling, and that it is possible to get rid of these feelings by releasing them. If you could just stop your thinking for just one minute you will go through the most tremendous experience there is. That you are the totality of this universe in your beingness. That when your mind goes quiet, you will see you are the most terrific thing in this universe. You are whole, complete, and perfect. What keeps us from knowing this is the accumulated programs called feelings. All of these negative feelings have us constantly struggling to survive constantly looking away from this thing that we are the quiet the mind you will see the self obvious truth that we are tremendous loving beings and that's who we really are so I became fascinated with this. There are three major teachers of the Sedona method. I'll give links down in below. But I liked Hale the best. One of the things I liked about Hale Dwoskin the most was that he laughs all the time. He can get an idea in his head and just start laughing and go on and on and on. And it's just wonderful to watch how he's grown into this person because of doing all of these methods. That's just clearly enjoying every minute of being alive. And so I became fascinated. I actually bought the book and I'm halfway through the book. And I must have read 15 or listened to 15 or. 20 hours on it i truly believe that we make up stories about ourselves that we carry around for decades that are not real they are not the truth stories like i am not good enough i'm not smart enough no one will stay with me everyone will leave me so i tried to use it this week and i was absolutely awestruck with how simple yet profound it is so for me the first question that i asked is is this emotion serving me And can I just for this moment, let it go? So I had this experience where this woman said something to me and it made me really pissed off and angry. And I felt myself getting all tied up in knots inside. I was having a physical reaction and I was wanting to scream and yell and it just made me so angry. And I said to myself, is this anger serving you? And I'm like, no, it's not absolutely not serving me at all. And it's just making me miserable. And then I said, could I let it go? And I was like, yes, I could. I could make a decision to just let it go. And then I asked, would I let it go? Like, am I willing to let it go or am I wanting to stay in this suffering of anger? And I said, no, I'm willing to let it go. And then I asked the question, when? And I said, now, right now. And I swear to God, you guys, it was like magic. I saw the woman later, a couple of hours later, and it was like the words she said had been erased. Like I wasn't carrying around this anger and this need to debate with her and to stand up for my point. And it was like the whole, her whole argument had just vanished from my mind. And I was able to be opening and open and loving. And I realized they were just words and I could hold on to them and be angry and miserable, or I could let them go and understand she's doing the best she can. She really, really genuinely is. She hasn't got a mean bone in her body. And I realized I can just let this go. And it was so freaking amazing. And so what I want to encourage you to do is, is look into this, but also understand that it's a process that you do it over and over again. You're not saying goodbye to anger for the rest of your life. You're saying right here, right now, in this one particular circumstance, can I just let it go? And it was just incredibly amazing. So you need to remember all time that we are created in God's image. We are perfect, whole and complete. The stories that we tell about ourselves are never, never, never the truth. We have been carrying them around for decades, some of us, and we we need to let them go. We need to release them. Remember that when you let go of all of those old stories, you make room for new stories and that you have the power to create a magnificent new story for who you are, who you want to become, and how your life unfolds. I hope this was helpful for you. Remember, at all times, the power is in you. It always has been, and it always will be. Thank you so very much.